Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung, the prayers that have been prayed, the opportunity for us to give and worship you through our giving. And now as we get into your word, we ask that you will touch our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, and that your word will gain great ground in our lives, and that we will reflect you in everything that we say and do. We thank you, we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray, amen. All righty, all righty. We are into our second episode of our series, Help My Unbelief. And today we're going to be looking at the fact that we can become doubtful when God doesn't meet our expectations. We can become doubtful when God doesn't meet our expectations. But God desires to change how we view him. And when we change how we view him, it changes our expectation towards him and his expectation for us. So by seeking God during our moments of doubt, he will change our perspective and our expectation. So today our subtopic is the perspective. If you remember last week, episode one, we talked about the journey. Go, seeing how John the Baptist did all these things, and then he still, as it started coming to the end, he still asked, are you the Christ? Because he wasn't 100% sure. So he went and found out so that he could be sure. And so today we're going to be talking about the perspective. Our definitions. Our first definition is doubt. To, to waver or fluctuate in opinion. To hesitate. To be in suspense. To be in uncertainty. Doubt. Perspective is... A particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. Simply a point of view. Perspective, a point of view. Expectation. Expectation is the act of expecting or looking forward to a future event with at least some reason to believe the event will happen. The act of expecting or looking forward to a future event with at least some reason to believe the event will happen. Today we're going to be starting in Matthew, the 16th chapter, around about the 15th verse. Now Jesus has just got done doing some miracles and him and the apostles are hanging out. And Jesus decides to ask him a very poignant question. The question is, who do the people say I am? And they start coming up with some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're Elias, you're some prophet, some great prophet. And Jesus says, who do you say I am? He's talking to the apostles and it starts at verse number 16, 15. He says, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? 16 says, Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son 
of the living God. 17, and Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall never happen to you. 23, but he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not settling, you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our hearts in Jesus' name. So we have Peter. Y'all, uh, we're not going to do a dissertation on Peter today because he, he always gets a bad rap because he always engages mouth before he engages brain. So we see in Peter, Peter gets a revelation of who Jesus is. He gets a validation of who Jesus is. He, he's getting celebrated by Jesus. God has definitely revealed this to you. And then Jesus starts saying, now that you have this revelation, let me tell you what's getting ready to happen. Yes. And as he tells them what's getting ready to happen, because Peter is, you know, because Peter is the one that was pointed out that he got the revelation from God. You know, he's sitting up next to God right now, and he just needs to let Jesus know what he is thinking about. So he takes Jesus aside because, you know, he, because, you know, because he knows everything now. He doesn't want God, I mean, he doesn't want the rest of the apostles to hear the next great revelation that he has. So he takes Jesus aside and he says, I think you missed it. Um, I don't think you're going to get killed. by the. This ain't gonna, never going to happen to you. And we discover that Peter was prophet lying. And it turns out that the person that was uh, given all the credit, the credence, the, the revelatory uh, information previously is now getting ready to get punched in the gut with a good right fist. Jesus turns to him and says, you a devil. He says, get behind me. You're trying to hinder me from what it is God has called me to do. So what we run into, this is a great, great example of what our subject is today. 
Because we all have expectations in our lives. In our relationships, we have expectations of the other person and how that uh, relationship is supposed to look. And the hardest part of, the, of our lives is when an expectation is not met. And we discover that some folks come into a relationship, especially a marital relationship, and their minds have been affected by the fairy tales that they read. Now, I'm not calling out no gender. I'm saying it happens on both sides. You know, once we get married, then the angels are going to come out and they're going to celebrate our marriage and we are going to live that, y'all know what it is, that happily ever after. But, you know, I've, if the fairy tale writers would have wrote a little bit more after happily ever after, you'd re come to the realization that happily ever after may not have been as happy as what you thought it would be. Because when you bring two people together and they have two different views and neither one of them wants to compromise on what they expect, then we run into what we call conflict. Then conflict runs into confrontation. And hopefully through confrontation, we can then get into compromise. But most of the time, a lot of couples like to stay in the conflict. And then a conflict leads to bitterness. And bitterness then leads to separation. And separation leads to termination of the relationship. And so our expectations, if we do not adjust them, then become our perception. Our perception is how we see it. I, I, lo I love to tell folks when... Um, President Trump was in office, I would, I would say, you know, that, that's a good thing he said. And they'd be like, I don't like nothing he does. And I'd be like, but if that's good, what? I said, I said your perception's jacked up. I said, and then, then this really got folks upset. I said, you know, Obama did some bad stuff. Oh no, Obama ain't do nothing. I said, see, your perception's messed up. I said, your perception's need to be based upon facts and not based upon how you feel about a person. Y'all catch that in the morning. But we have to get out of the way and realize that we all have a perception. Our perception is based upon our expectation. Our expectation is based upon how we hope everything is going to come out. Now, I do want to give Peter credit. I do want to give Peter credit. At least he voiced his uh, Expectation. He wanted Jesus to be the fulfillment of the Jewish perception of who the Messiah was going to be. Mm -hmm. See, the Messiah was going to be the one who came in and removed Roman rule and would give them victory over the Romans. And then they would be the nation like it was back when David was king. That was their perception. So when they realized that Jesus was the king, their expectation of their perception was, oh, we in with Jesus, we the number 12 folks, we're going to be ruling with Jesus. Now Jesus done got up here and talked about he's going to get killed and he's going to die 
Peter said, let me, let me help Jesus get back on track because his, his mind is messed up because my perception is he is the Messiah. And because he's the Messiah, my expectation is he's going to deliver us from the Roman rule. And Jesus had to say, you need to get away from me because you're not going to stop me from doing what God has called for me to, to be. And we can take this a little bit further. We can look at this as when we come to God, we come in with some expectations. We expect everything to be all right like they told me, which meant I wasn't going to go through nothing, which meant that everything it was going to happen the way I wanted it to happen, that everything would, would uh, just go my way. Zippity doodah, zippity a, my oh my, what a wonderful day. You know, that's the kind of mindset, that expectation when they get in this relationship with God. He's going to make everything all right. My all right means I have no pain, no suffering. I don't have to go through nothing. I am on the street called easy. So when God doesn't go according to our expectation, our perception is God don't love me. God don't like me no more. I, there's a thing on TikTok that I, I enjoy uh, hearing every once in a while I run into it where a person will say, ladies and gentlemen, my spouse don't love me no more. I'm going to leave. They're going to. I don't know what I'm going to do. And it's usually the ones that are married that, you know, TikTok is based upon relationship. And then they'll be like, all I said was, we can't leave right now. And they'd be like, well, that means you don't love me. <laughs> and so we can get into a view that causes us not to see what it is that God is trying to reveal to us. Because our expectation is that everything will go my way. <sighs> so when we look at situations that God operates in and for instance we can have that situation where we have heard this before where uh, 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 I can't think of the name of the movie uh, but the, the situation was this professor in a philosophy class he uh, said let's go ahead and knock this out just write on right on this piece of paper God God is God is dead that was his, that was the name but the name of the movie is God is not dead but his whole thing was, when he was 12 years old, his mother had cancer. He prayed and said, God, I don't want my mom to die of cancer. So because she died of cancer, God ain't real. No, not, it's not that God ain't real. It's I hate God because God did not do what I expected for him to do. And so we have to get past the fact that sometimes our expectations are based upon what we want and not on what God has decided for it to be. Yes. Yes. That one just came. I don't have it in my notes, so I can't even remember what I just said. I have to look at the, listen to the video. So we have to realize that God's desire for us will not take us in the direction that we want 
to go in sometimes because God knows if we go in a direction that we expect to go in, that it is going to cause us more issues than if we go in a direction that he has already set up for us. So our expectation can cause our perception to get us in more trouble just like it did to Peter. So we have to look at how Peter got upon his self and realize that I'm all that in a bag of chips because God revealed that to me. And sometimes when God has been doing things for us, our expectation becomes I'm sitting at the left hand of God because all this is working out for me. All this is happening for me. So my uh, expectation is God's going to do whatever I ask him to do. But the Bible says that when we pray, that our prayers have to be in alignment with the will of God. Jesus says if we're in alignment with the will, then guess what? It will happen. And so we see how as they're going through, they're looking at Jesus to set up this kingdom, but the problem was their perception was based upon flesh and not based upon the spirit. Because if they would have been based upon the spirit like Peter's revelation, then they would have realized that the kingdom that Jesus was referring to was and is the kingdom of heaven, which is greater than the kingdom of Rome. Another thing just came to my mind. See, this is how Peter, Peter, the boy, that boy, Peter. So we get to the point where Peter and then fell asleep. And Jesus said, I want y'all to pray with me. But they couldn't do it. They fell asleep. So Jesus' time came. The guards came to pick up Jesus and take him before the Sanhedrin. Again, Peter jumps up, pulls out his sword, and cuts off the ear of one of the servants of the priest. That Jesus like, Peter, put the sword away. You're not taking Jesus. I'll tell you. Y'all, get away from Jesus. The Bible said that he had to grab the man's ear, put the man's ear back on, and told Peter, go on somewhere and sit down. And we have to realize that sometimes our expectation, our perception, our, our desires cause us to do what is contrary to God. But if we have a relationship where we're constantly seeking God, constantly listening to his voice, we can change our perceptions because when we start seeing things the way God sees it guess what our point of view changes our point of view is based upon typically our five senses if you can't see it you can't touch it you can't taste it you can't what's the other one? smell it and feel it I'm trying to get y'all to help me but y'all a little slow that time and you have to then begin to move away from that because that is how we naturally function and when we're functioning in God manner it is now a spiritual function which a lot of times is above the natural we already talked today about supernatural now some of us have come up with a perception that we are superheroes we can't do nothing wrong. And we pretend that everything is going to be all right if I do this hard enough. If I 
do this diligently enough, if I force this enough, it's going to happen the way that I want it to happen. Because Jesus should have realized that when he told them he was going to die, he shouldn't realize that he was messing up, and that's why Peter needed to correct him. Now, I can understand why Jesus got mad. Because Jesus is already fighting within himself to accomplish this mission. Now, God done gave you revelation. Now you done become the, 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 head, the uh, lead prophet Peter. And now you're going to come and tell me a lie. I, 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 got, I got to put it in this place. Why? Because he had tried to use what God revealed before to cause him to change his perception. He is the Christ. He is the anointed one. He is the one sent from God. So now, because my expectation is he's going to rescue us from Rome, I need to make sure that he stays around so he can rescue us. But the rescue that he was bringing again was an eternal rescue. Peter was only satisfied with giving himself relief. So what that makes me come to this conclusion today is this. Is our relationship with God about us or about him meeting our expectation? Is our relationship with God about him meeting our expectation. Is our relationship with God about him meeting our expectation? And when he don't meet our expectation, do we then begin to doubt God's ability to do what he said he's going to do? I'm going to go through this one more time because I really want this to resonate with you. Is our relationship with God about him meeting our expectations? And then when our expectations are not met, do we begin to doubt him? Now, the backside of that is, is our relationship with God about him shaping our desires, our perspectives, and his understanding of life to his will and learning to trust him? See, our perspective can mess us up. Because that is our view. And because if our view is not correct, it will cause us to fall into situations that we really don't want to be in. We talked about this before. If you are walking along an azimuth on a compass, and that azimuth is one degree off, the further you go along, the further you are away from the initial destination. So we want to ensure 
that our expectations, our desires, our, our, our hope for life, everything is in line with the will of God. Because if it is, it'll keep us on the right course. But if we follow our perspective, our expectation, we will be off in the middle of nowhere. Back in the day when I was in the military, we used to do what was called land navigation. We, didn't, we weren't allowed to use GPS like y'all would try to use today. They gave you a map and a compass, and they gave you points on the map to go and find. And what they would do is, they would set up a point, but then they would put false points out there. So if you wasn't following your azimuth correctly, you would end up on the false point. Now, this is the problem, though. Once you hit the false point, then they had a path of false points for you to go along, so it messed you all the way up. So you'd be in a whole wrong direction, location. You just and, and you would know. As soon as you saw somebody come back and you see the first, you look at, you had a, 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 a sheet, and you'd be like, okay, they got that. Oh, that's where they missed it. Because once you miss one, it messes up their, all the rest of them. But they would set it up so that you would run into some, so you'd be like, oh, I'm on the right path. But you'd be all, all off. <laughs> I remember the first time I did land there. I was like, where's the roads? Now they put you in the middle of the woods to do it. I'm like, where's the road? Where's the, you know, and they teach you how to read the map. And I wasn't really good at it the first time. And I'm just right there, folks just running by me, and I'm just doing it the way they said, taking my time. Lord, I don't know. Man, everybody was finished. I found one point. I was supposed to find five. I found one. The first one I was supposed to go to. And they was all laughing and laughing and laughing until they started grading their stuff. Now, they got all five, but three or four of theirs was wrong. So they had to send us back out. And they kept making us do it. Kept making us do it till it became to the point where you would sit there and you would look and you would be like, okay, I feel like I want to go this way. But if I look at my compass, it says I need to go that way. But I really think it's over there. You know, I'm going to follow the compass. And this is the same thing that we'll do with God sometimes. God will say, I want you to go this way. But you'll be like, God, it looks like it's right there if I go this way. And God will be like, I need you to go this way. But God, is right, it's right over there. And you start walking over there. And you did not realize that there was a swamp, there was some gators, there was a bog, there's all this stuff you had to walk through in order to get there. And if you'd have walked 20 feet this way, it was a road that led right to it. Because that's how God does business. He'll take you right around all the obstacles that are trying to stop you and show you the right way. So I want us today to realize that we got to change our perspective. This is not a one-time thing. This is a daily thing. That our perspective has to conform to the will of God. Our point of view has to be in line with God's will. Even though things are going good, our daily uh, communication with God is saying, I just want to be in your will. Now, I know I'm going to do this and I'm going to stop. I know we get up there and be like, bless mama, bless daddy, bless grandma, bless grand. You know, we go through all these blessings that we want God to give over everybody and over everything. And forget about 
saying, I just want to walk in your will. Lord, you know I got these bills coming up. I need your help. Lord, you know I got this. Lord, you know. Lord, you know. Lord, you know. And we never just come up and just say, Lord, I just want to be in your will. What is your will for me today? Because if we change our perspective, we change our point of view, we will change everything around us. Final thing. Do y'all have a, I know you do, so I'm going to say it this way. We've all had that person in our lives that when they come around, our eyes look at our brain because they roll up so far in our head. We look around and see if there's some place we can go hide, some place we can go run. We just try to avoid that person. Okay, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I've had some people in my lifetime. <laughs> That when I see them coming, I look, is there someplace I can go, something, just to not engage them, because that person just gets on my nerves. But this is what God taught me one time. I was a person that got on somebody else's nerves. Didn't even know it. I'm following this person, trying to be their friend. And one day we sitting up in church, and he said, man, I got something I got to tell you. And I was like, yeah, man, what's going on? What's going on? He said, man, I didn't like you. I can't explain why, but you just kept being around me, and that just irritated me even more. And I was sitting there, I was like, what? Me? I'm a likable person. What? He said, I thought one thing, and so I operated off of that. He said, I thought you was just trying to get in close with the pastor so that you could do, you know, you had this ulterior motive. And I, and I was like, well, I hope I proved, proved that wrong. He said, yeah, he said, you were. He said, but I was just, it kept coming up my mind. He just doing that because he trying to get close to the pastor. And, and as he started talking about, I was just like, I was just being me. But because his perception was, I had this ulterior motive, and I was trying to pull him in with me and use him for my ulterior motive. So his perception was jacked up about me. To him, it was true. But over time, him and I became very close. And he said, you remember that time I told you I ain't like you? I said, yep, I remember. But that's how our perception can mess us up. And when our perception starts taking us down a path that we can sense that something may not be right, that's the time when we got to say, God, what's going on? What do I need to do so that everything can be well and I can walk according to your will? Ladies and gentlemen, let's get our perspective in the right direction so that our expectations can be in the right location so that we can give God glory in everything that we say and do. All right? Can we do that? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a good amen moment. But the, ap the applicability, the application of it is when it becomes that one thing that you really expected God to do, and he's saying, I'm not doing it. And then we want to turn into that two-year-old and want to stomp around and be like, God, I just thought you were going, you know. But just walk in, and I know we can do it. Because as we lean on God, 
and not our own understanding. He will direct our paths. He will direct our ways. He will put us in a position that he will get the glory from, and it will turn out for our good. If you heard this today and realized that you have a crazy perspective about God, I just want to tell you today that God loves you so much that he paid the price for you so that you could be back with him. Now, I know it kind of sounds funny that he would do that, but he loves you that much. He wanted to make sure that there was nothing that would hinder you from being reconciled back to him, brought back to him, being back with him. He created you. He knows you better than you know yourself. And his whole desire is to set you up for success. And as we talked about, success is not about having all these great things. It's about being in the will of God for your life. And so we want you to be successful. And the first key to that success is this that you have to be in relationship with God. And in order to acquire that relationship, you have to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Jesus is the conduit by which you will establish reconciliation with God. And it's very easy to do that. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that means make a proclamation that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. And then it goes on a little further and says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word saved means to be rescued, delivered from the penalty of sin. The penalty of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. But the gift of God is this, that you can have eternal life with him. And eternal is a long time. We can't even count that long. And that is his desire. But it's not just after you die. He wants you to have a life of abundance here on this earth. And you can get that by having a relationship with him. And so if today... You have made a decision. You have heard what we said about your perspective and you want to change your perspective. Jesus can help you do that. Accept him into your life. Make him Lord and King, Savior of your life. And he will cause your perspective to change. And God will work out what you need to have worked out for his glory and for your good. If you made that decision today, let us know. Email us at info at godshousecc.com. And we will get with you. I say this every Sunday that because this is not a team. I mean, this is not an individual event. This is a team sport. And we want to come alongside you and assist you with getting into the right position of what God has for you. We want to help to assist you in getting the right perspective, to get a godly perspective. Getting a godly point of view will put you in positions that you never thought possible. And when you change your point of view, you change your expectations. When you change your expectations, you change how things happen to you. And we want that for you. Please let us know at info at godshousecc.com. And we will definitely reach back out to you and get you the information that you need. All right? Well, friends and family, that is episode number two of Help My Unbelief, The Perspective. Hopefully we said something that will challenge you and cause you to move in a direction that God desires 
for you to move in. We are excited that next week is going to be episode number three. And like I say every Sunday, I ain't telling you till next week. So come on next week and listen to us so that you can hear what it is that we're going to be talking about. And I think that is it for today. So until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. Thank you.